Amen. Praise God. Well, today, uh, I felt impressed to, um, to talk about the reality of the devil, uh, demons, and uh, you know, evil spirits, um, and touch on magic some. Just, you know, it, it is Halloween time in the, in the year, but that's, you know, Halloween has pagan roots, and there's a bunch of stuff, and we could go into that. But regardless of the time of the year, regardless of where we are, regardless of what we're dealing with, we need to be aware, know, and be aware of these things and not give the devil any place in our life. And uh, in our culture, in the world, um, there, people have a lot of misunderstanding, or I could say ignorance of these things and don't believe... Uh, you know, there's, there's a reality um, to uh, the spiritual realm, let alone uh, the evil spiritual realm. And so uh, people can easily open the door to these things without even knowing it. And so that's why we're going to uh, talk about this some. Uh, Ephesians 6 verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. See, so many times people think, this is all there is, what we see in people, and people are my problem, and, and you know, you may have somebody that's given you a hard time, but we need to know there, there is a spiritual realm behind everything we see. It said, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So there is a spiritual realm uh, that we need to be aware of. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 10 says, For indeed, uh, if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. That's the part I want you to see because this you know, applies in context. He's talking about forgiving people. But here, this, this applies universally. It says, Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We want to understand the reality of some of these things in the spiritual realm so that we are armed. Somebody said uh, to be forewarned is to be, forearm is to be uh, forearmed. To be armed to deal with situations. We don't want to walk around ignorantly, bumbling around as if some of this doesn't uh, exist, and then just give the devil opportunity in our lives. Now, I want to say right from the beginning, we're going to get into this more and touch on this. There's so much here, and I, I, you know, my intent is not to, we could do, easily do stay on this for a long time, but that's not my intent today, so to kind of touch on some of these things. And so there's a lot here, going to move fast, but the scripture sheet will be available on the website and touch on some scriptures. I want to give you scriptures in some of these areas. But one thing I want to say uh, to begin with as we get into these things, look at Ephesians 4.26. We'll come back to this verse, I believe, but I just want to read this in opening so that we set the right tone as we're talking about these things. It says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. 
nor give place to the devil. We don't want to give him opportunity. In the Amplified Classic, it says, leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity to him. Okay? But we have, and we'll, we'll read some more scriptures along this line, we want to go into this with the mindset and understanding that as a Christian, we have authority over any evil spirit. We have authority over Satan. We have authority over demons. We do not need to be afraid of any of these things. Okay? We have to set that to begin with. We're going to talk about things, but people will get, oh, you start, sometimes you start talking about things and people are like, oh, we don't want to talk about that. And it's a, there's a fear. No, we don't need to be afraid. Did you hear me? You don't need to be afraid whatsoever, but you want to be alert. There's a difference. You want to know, you, you want, if, if we don't know, we want to know what the Word of God says so that we uh, are aware of things, but you don't need to be afraid. We, gotta, we need to know that we have authority. Uh, Satan has no power over the Christian. None. Evil spirits have no authority or power over the Christian unless we give it to them. This says don't give an opportunity for the devil. If he was so big and bad and powerful, you wouldn't need to give him an opportunity. He'd just kick the door down and just do whatever he wants, but he can't unless we cooperate with him. And there's so much of this in the world. I mean, horror movies, sorcery, books, images, anything like that. People just walk right into it like, oh, this is cool. People, I've heard people say, I like being afraid. I like watching horror movies because it makes me scared. I like that chill. You are opening the door to the demonic. That's just like somebody said it like this. You know, he's, he's from down south. He said, you leave your door open all night, you're going to sleep with critters. If you just leave the door open and, you know, even in the Northeast, you know, who knows what's going to get in? I mean, I live in town here, but I have seen coyotes. I see, you know, wild turkeys walking in my backyard, deer, um, foxes, rabbits, squirrels. If I just leave the doors open, who knows what's going to be in my house at night? So you say what? Close the door. Well, that's what we're talking about. Don't go in and just open the door. And, and the world does it all the time. The world doesn't know what they're dealing with. Uh, we'll get into the, some of these things, but you know, people talk about ghosts. The ghosts are real, but they're, what they are is they're demons. They're not disembodied humans. Got quiet. They're evil spirits. People say, oh, there's no such thing as haunted houses. No, there are. They're called demons. That people, uh, there's a chill there. There are demonic forces that are unseen that are looking to manipulate people, and they need cooperation. Uh, there's all that type of stuff. We'll, we'll you know, see uh, some of these things. Uh, psychics. Uh, that can be just somebody putting on, but it can be real that somebody is actually yielding to demons, which is why they can know some things. That, that's a real, well, that's just all hocus pocus, it's for fun. No, it's not for fun. Some people may just be making stuff up, but then there's a real side of it. You don't want to mess with that. Let's go on. So let's look, we're going to look, kind of survey, just, just touch on some different things. I want to go back and show you in the Old Testament, uh, Deuteronomy 18, verse 9, anything that's, uh, that's supernatural but it's evil is being motivated by the devil 
and evil spirits, demons. The Bible calls them demons. We'll see. They're, they're, the Bible forbids messing with sorcery and magic in some of these things because those things are motivated and uh, empowered by the devil, by evil spirits. That's why you don't mess with that stuff. Uh, you see that. We're going to see examples where, you know, the, Bi the Bible has lots of examples, which we can't possibly cover, of demons operating in the earth. Well, did they just go away? Then, you know, Jesus went away in these thousands of years. Now they just don't exist anymore. We either believe the Bible or you don't. Let's look at Deuteronomy 18, verse 9. It says, When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. Talking about other nations around them. Verse 10, There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire. Sacrifice their children. That is unbelievable, but that, that was, uh, people did that. Or one who practices witchcraft. Or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer. Well, this is all just makeup stuff. That's why the Bible is forbidding them to mess with it. No, it's not makeup. It's real. Sure, you see it in movies and things, but there's a real. There are really magicians, there are really sorcerers. The Bible's talking about them, and we'll see it later. Verse 11 one who conjures spells, or a medium. Or a spiritist, you could say psychic. One who calls up the dead. You know, people talk about Ouija boards and stuff. That stuff is real. Sure, people can try to move their hands, but there, you, met, you open the door. Again, you open the door. There is a real. There are demons, and you start, well, I'm going to talk to so-and-so. You're not talking to the person. You're talking to a demon. Demons are unseen uh, spiritual beings that are wicked. But again, we came into this and we're going to go through this. You do not need to be scared, but don't be stupid. Don't be, you don't need to be scared, but you don't get on the devil's territory and say, hey, come in, whatever. It's cool. You know, all my friends look at this stuff or they talk about it. If it's okay with them, it's okay with me. There's a whole lot of things that that would not apply. You know, what did... What did what is the old saying that you've heard probably over and over when you grew up, even if it was just as a cliche? What, if everybody jumped off a cliff, you're going to do it too? Well, there's just things that are dumb, and people do it in ignorance, but we don't have to be ignorant. Did you hear me? And parents, we need to know these things. Don't let your kids walk into this stuff. I don't care how many people at school... Again, you don't have to be scared. You don't have to be weird about it. You don't got to go on a crusade telling everybody, you know, let the, the Bible says let the ignorant be ignorant still. I'm not saying we don't share, but the Bible also says don't throw your pearls before swine. Okay, if people are not in a position, you don't have to be the crusader going around trying to convince because a lot of them are going to just think you're weird. Because a lot of the, the world thinks there, there is no, you know, we're too advanced. Of course we know there's nothing supernatural. Well, that means there's no Jesus, there's no God, there's no angels. It's not, easy, it's not real hard when you understand there's a supernatural uh, to know that there's a good and an evil there. That the devil is the one that has control over humanity, and the only way to get out of his power is through Jesus. That breaks the power. But he's got power over people. 
The, the Bible says that the whole world, in 1 John, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And so, of course, you know, uh, a couple things. When you see satanic things depicted in um, popular culture, in whether it's images on the web, whether it's movies, whether it's books, Satan and the, 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 the evil is made to look powerful. Just overpowering and wicked and huge. You don't want to mess with it. Well, you don't want to mess with it, but notice it's always, it's to strike fear in you. Well, of course, it's propaganda. If you're going to, you know, the devil's going to try to make himself look really bad and, you know, you don't want to mess with me. I'm too, I'm too powerful. Well, you don't want to mess with him and be stupid, but God is infinitely more powerful than the devil. It's not like they're two equal and opposite forces and, you know, God just barely ekes out over the devil. No, it's no contest. God, he cannot... Uh, Satan has no, n- no ability to go against God head to head. He tried it. He got thrown out of heaven. But he can. Satan is very subtle in, in a con artist and manipulates men and women's minds and pushes on them so that they'll give him access. And when they do, he does have power. But if we'll just stand in what we know in God, Satan can't do anything. And he knows it, which is why he hates a message like this. You don't want, to, you don't want people to know what's really going on. Let's read. I've got to keep moving. Let's read uh, a few more scriptures. Let's see. We're on, let's look at verse 11, where we were. It says, One who, don't, don't mess with, one who conjures spells or medium or spiritist, one who calls up the dead, for all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations which you dispossess listened to soothsayers and and diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. Isaiah 8 verse 19 says, When they say to you, Seek those who are mediums and wizards who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living? To the law and to the testimony, they do not speak according. If they do not speak according to His word, it is because there is no light in them. In the NLT, this same passage says, Someone may say to you, let's ask mediums and those who consult the spirits of the dead. Those are psychics. You see people around with the glowing signs saying psychic reading. Like I said, they could be playing games and just trying to be con artists, but people, there are ones that actually are channeling demons. And this is exactly what this is talking about. They're hearing evil spirits. You say, how can they, how could they know stuff? Because devils do know things. Devils, demons, same thing, not talking about the devil. Satan, he knows stuff. How? They're unseen. They can go see, they can hear a conversation in a different state and be telling you about it, which is impossible for you to know. But they know it. They, they can know stuff that happened 200 years ago and bring it up, and you think you're talking to a dead person. You're not talking to a dead person. You're talking to a demon that knows stuff. The, New, the King James version of this, uh, when it talks about mediums, uh, it says familiar, those who have familiar spirits. They're familiar with certain things. People are, are duped into thinking it's God. It's not God. It's just, it's just demonic. Someone may say to you, let's ask mediums and those who consult spirits of the dead with their whisperings and mutterings. They will tell us what to do. 
But shouldn't people ask God for guidance? Should the living seek guidance from the dead? Look to God's instructions and teachings. People who contradict His Word are completely in the dark. Ezekiel 13, verse 17. Just, read, just reading some of these verses, we'll touch, bit, touch on, on them as we go, but I just want you to see these uh, in the Bible. Realize I'm throwing a lot at you. Likewise, son of man, set your face against the daughters of your people who prophesy out of their own heart. Prophesy against them and say, Thus says the Lord God, Woe to the women who sew magic charms on their sleeves and make veils for the heads of people of every height to hunt souls. People say, Oh, well, this little thing, this doesn't mean anything. You better don't mess with stuff when, when it has an origin in magic or charms or sorcery or anything. I don't care if they say it's play. Why would you want to have anything to do with it? Are you okay? Why would you want, why would you play with something that's ungodly, even if it was only play ungodly? I don't care what it is, what it's looking like. If it's not godly, just turn away from it. Don't mess with it. Well, it's just, there's nothing to it. Why would you not want to go just to the Word of God and just stay on solid on His ground? Again, you don't have to freak out about it. And, you know, parents, um, you don't have to, to worry. This is not, you're not supposed to be fearful, but you are supposed to be aware. Just say, no, we don't mess with that and just get it out. And then as your child understands you, and they're talking about it in Super Kids today, they're going to touch on some of these things because they need to be aware. We need to be aware. And if kids can't understand everything, you, as they grow up, you let them know. You, under, you, you teach them. Look at Exodus 7, verse 8. <clears throat> just going over a few verses in the Old Testament, just showing uh, the Bible talking about the reality of these things. Here in Exodus, this is when the Israelites were going to leave Egypt. You know, Moses did a number of, uh, performed a number of signs by the power of God. Look at verse 8, and it, 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 it talks about some of this. It says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Show a miracle for yourself, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and let it become a serpent. So he had his rod, and he's going to throw it before Pharaoh. It's going to become a snake. And he's going to pick it up by the tail, and it'll come, become a rod again. Verse 10, So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh, and they did so just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Verse 11, but Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, so the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. They did the same thing. Not real? It's real. They could, they could literally do the same thing that Moses did. Now, God just outpaced them after a little bit. They couldn't keep up, and they were doing stuff the magicians couldn't. But there is a power that's evil. Verse 12, For every man threw down his rod, and they became serpents, but Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. So it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, you think you can do it too, but God still had the last say here. Verse 13, And Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them as the Lord had said. So Pharaoh's like still not going to believe, and you know, you know that story probably. If not, go read it in Exodus. 
Now let's look at a few places where it mentions a few. There's so many places where Jesus was dealing with them throughout the Gospels, but let's just look at a few verses. Mark 1, verse 39. It says, And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. Casting out demons. Luke 11, verse 14. And he was casting out a demon, and it was mute. And so it was when the demon had gone out that the mute spoke and the multitudes marveled. So somebody could not speak. And the Bible says here, in this case, doesn't say every case, in this case it was because of a demon. And Jesus cast out the demon and the person started speaking. So in some cases, demons cause physical ailments. Not every case, but they do. So Jesus was casting out a demon. A demon was uh, causing a physical ailment. Is that true today? Did they just all go away? Did demons go away? What, what made them go away? No, they're here. It's just that people don't think they're here. Well, that doesn't mean they're not here. Well, we don't believe that anymore. No matter what you believe, if it's true, then we need to understand. We need to understand the reality of some spiritual things. Matthew 8, verse 16, when evening, and, when evening had come, they brought to Him, Jesus, many who were demon-possessed. I mean, you could spend weeks and weeks on this. We're not going to. We're just flying over this. This stuff's uh, here. We have a book. I don't know if we have a copy out there right now, um, but it's a purple, got some purple on it, and it's called uh, The Triumphant Church. If you want to know about these things, go read that book by Brother Hagin. It's 200-something pages, but they're not real dense pages, but it will go into a lot of stuff about this. If it's not out there, order it. Uh, great book on it. Go, it'll go, about, go into a lot of the, the different um, just details about these things. It's possible for a person to be demon-possessed where they're taken over, but that doesn't just happen overnight, and it's not something that can just happen without a person's cooperation. Again, you don't have to be, the devil can't just come in, kick the door down and be like, you're mine now. You can't do that. You have to cooperate with him. How does he get access? Through our mind, through our flesh, by yielding to him. And part of the way he starts to get in there is by us voluntarily going to things that we shouldn't and just partaking. Just don't mess with that. And... Uh, then you're not giving him any ground. When evening had come, verse 16, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So they brought to him many that were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word. So they were free. But notice it mentions that they were here. Luke 4.31, again, just a few examples. You could go out through Jesus' ministry and, and cover a number of them, but just a few examples. Luke 4.31 says, Then when he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbaths, or he was teaching them on the Sabbaths, and they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Now in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of Israel. Verse 35, But Jesus rebuked him and said, Be quiet and come out of him. 
And when the devil or when the demon had thrown him into their midst, he came out of him and did not hurt him. So a couple things to notice. There are demons, and they had no power over Jesus. And as a Christian, they have no power over you either. Just what you need to know about them. They're there, and they have no power over you. You don't need to be scared of them. But you need to understand there's a reality. Don't walk in and just act like they're not there and invite them, to, you know, maybe unknowingly into your life. Don't do that. Just resist them, and they have to go. That's what you need to know, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little more. But you need to resist them, and they'll go. You don't have to worry about it. But we're talking about awareness and the existence, uh, the awareness of them being there, and then the fact that they have no part in us. Acts 16, verse 16. So that's in Jesus' ministry. I'm going to read a few scriptures in Acts. Acts 16, verse 16. It says, Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us, who brought her master such profit by fortune-telling. Before we go on in that, can you go down to um, Amplified, classic version of, of verse 16 there and put that up? Look at this in the Amplified Classic. It says, As we are on our way to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who possessed a spirit of divination claiming to foretell future events and to discover hidden knowledge. And she brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. So, there was a demon that this girl was operating with, and she would say things about the future. She would fortune-tell, and the people that owned her were making a lot of money off that. But notice it says, this was happening. There, it was a spirit. It was a demon that was causing this to happen. That's what, if, if the psychic, if, if a psychic or medium is actually dealing in the supernatural, this is what's going on. This is the Bible. This is an example of what is going on. It's either the person just coming out of their head, they're not dealing with any real spirit, they're just, you know, it's all just a fraud, or they are connected with the supernatural, and in that case, this is what's going on. It's a, it's a demonic force, and notice, I like the way it says in the Amplified, that up here, they claim to foretell future events. The devil doesn't know everything about the future. He does know things about people. And they do know things. Uh, it, it, they're unseen. It's no problem for them to see what's in the top drawer of somebody's um, dresser in some other state. And to tell you and think, well, that, boy, this person hears people think that's God. Or people think, well, that's clearly I mean, it's supernatural, but they'll think, well, see, this person really hears something. Yeah, they're hearing a devil. So next time you hear about that, next time you see a sign, realize it's either completely human or it's devilish. But don't say, oh, that just, that it's just all nothing. Now, just, just be like, well, and I know the Almighty God, and I'm not going to mess with that at all. I'm not afraid of it, but I'm not stupid enough to go in there either. Let's go back to verse 16 in the um, New King James. Now it happened, let's read it again, then we'll go forward. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us, 
who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. Verse 17, this girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Now, you'd think that'd be a good thing, but they are doing it as a heckling. She's doing it as a heckling thing. The, the demon in her is, is heckling and causing um, commotion. It's not a good thing. Verse 18, And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, so it wasn't a good thing. Paul was annoyed by it. He wasn't saying thank you for proclaiming us. He said he was annoyed. Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Now, don't have time to go into this. If you want to know more about this, uh, like I said, get that book. There's other books like it. But notice, she did it for many days. Many days. Paul didn't the first time just turn around and say something to her. That's because this was, he was operating in a gift of the Spirit that moved on him. He knew it was a, a demon, and God directed him what to do, and he cast it out. You cannot go down the street just casting out demons out of everybody. If they want it, if they're yielding to it, you can't stop it. You can stop it from, from operating against you, but don't get the idea. You can just walk down the street and start telling people what to do. You will not. You cannot. You can't operate over human wills. But notice the Apostle Paul, and this isn't our focus, but the Apostle Paul, the Spirit of God moved on him, and he dealt with it. And at that point, let's, let's read uh, the part of verse 18 again. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. And when her master saw their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Notice, they saw, we're not going to make any more money anymore. Why? Because the demonic power that actually was enabling this operation is gone. In other words, this wasn't just them putting on a show. There was a supernatural influence that actually enabled that to happen. When that was gone, there's no profit anymore. Let's look at Acts 19, verse 11. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the, by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also there were seven sons of Sceva, Jewish chief priests, who did so. So these people, they don't know Jesus. They, they're not Christians. They, they're not operating. Uh, they're, they're not uh, familiar with Jesus, but they've just heard about it, and so they try, they say, oh, we're going to try this thing. We're going to go up and just do what they're doing. We'll do it like Paul does. We exercise you by, Je by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. <laughs> Verse 15, and the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? You imagine, I mean, this, this is the Bible, right? This is an account of somebody deciding, I'm going to do what Paul's doing, 
says, you come out in the name of Jesus and the spirit through the person talks back to them and said, who are you? I know Jesus and I know Paul, but what are you doing? See, this is not a game. Again, no fear. But we don't just act like it's a game either. And you cannot go down the road and just cast, cast devils out if they want it. And you don't just act like something. This is not, and some people get a hold of some of these things and they decide they're just going to clean up everything and they get themselves into a mess. You can't, you can't just go down and free everybody. If somebody wants to be bound, they're bound. They need to, be, they need to have the word and they need to resist it themselves or there needs to be a supernatural manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. People get into trouble when they start to just act like they can do everything. It's spiritual pride is what it is. Verse 15, And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Verse 16, And then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Okay, so now you see something else. This is one person, and there was seven people here. It said there was, you know, a Jewish itinerant, and seven sons of Sceva was, there, was his sons. He, this one person, whipped them all. That's because there's, it's supernatural strength. That, that's a real thing. Verse 17, they became, this became known to, to, uh, both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. See, it was like, wait a minute, this is a real thing. And then look what happened next, verse 18, And many who had believed came confessing. So they had already believed on Jesus. They came confessing and telling their deeds. They're telling what they had done wrong and getting rid of it, acknowledging. Verse 19, Also many who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. So these are people that had practiced magic, had messed with this. It's interesting that they saw a manifestation of a demonic power and decided, I don't want to have anything to do with that, and they burned their books of magic. Do you see the, cor the, the correlation? They decided all these things. See, we've read, don't mess with this stuff. From the, from the Old Testament, God said, you don't have anything to do with it. Here, they're seeing a manifestation of a supernatural strength and the power of the devil, it's not more powerful than God, but there's a reality, and they realize, I own stuff that gives this stuff, these things, place in my life. I don't want to have anything to do with this nonsense. Do you see that? And they back, and they're like, uh, and they start confessing the stuff they've done wrong, and they're like, hey, these books, I don't want anything to do with them. They throw them in a pile, and they burn them. And it says, when they counted up the value of them, it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. 
So the word of God of, lo, of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. There was a reverence. There was a holiness saying, there is a spiritual realm. We know the King of kings, the Lord of lords. See, this was pervasive around that area. People did give, um, they, they gave place to this stuff and to the magic and to uh, the demonic stuff, and they're saying, we don't want to have anything to do with that. Jesus is Lord. There is a power above all this nonsense, but I'm not going to deal with it. I'm backing away from stuff. I'm going to live holy. Holy means set apart. Now let's go down to, well, before we go on, we're going to go to Matthew 28. So people, before we go on, we're going to talk about, just uh, show some verses about our authority. Go Look at Matthew 28, verse 18. We'll bring that up. But before we go into that, we've covered several areas. You don't want to have anything to do with sorcery, with magic, with horror, horror, with demonic images, with ghost type of things, with the supernatural, you know, people, all the junk that people portray at this time. You, walk, you go down, I mean, it's, it's people, some people decorate more for Halloween than they do for Christmas. A lot of people. I mean, outside now. And that the scary, people say, ah, oh, it's just a game. When you see the part that is wicked, that is showing death, that is showing demons, that is showing fear, that is showing grotesque images. That is all of the devil. It doesn't matter if it's Halloween, doesn't matter if it's April, January. When you see that, you don't have to be scared, but you need to say, I don't have anything to do with that. I know exactly where that comes from. You see commercials of movies that are just grotesque and demonic. That, that is devilish. We don't want to give that any place. You don't want your kids. I, I mean, I've heard of um, just, you know, through our kids, they'll tell, they'll, they'll tell about people at, at their school that are, I mean, they're in elementary school or they're, you know, in middle school, but even elementary, they, they're watching all kinds of horror movies and they're just like callous to it. And they're like, ah, uh, you know, it doesn't bother me. That is an inroad to the enemy. You think you're calloused into that, but what they don't realize is they've given place to that, sh that stuff, that nonsense, into their life. And so that when the real, you know, they think, I, I, don't, I can look at a television screen and not be scared. The devil, he's after the re reality. When you face something in life and you're there alone, that same fear will grip them, and they'll think, where did this come from? They're scared to go out of the house. They're scared to drive. Something comes on them physically, and they are scared. Where did that come from? They opened the door to it. You don't want your child being like, well, it doesn't matter. I, and see, it's almost like, I'm too, I, I'm, it doesn't scare me. I can look at it. Why would you want to put yourself in that, that position? You don't have to be scared of it. You ought not to be scared of it. You ought to look at it and go, yeah, I know where that's coming from. I walk right by it, but not go, hey, wow, let's look at that and just get, put all those images into my head because you know what? They'll be there. All the stuff we put into our head 
those images, those demonic, scary images, that fear, that, that stuff will be in your head as you grow older. Now you have to do something to combat it. Don't do that. Just don't look at it in the first place. You don't have to be scared of it, but be like, yeah, I know where this is coming from. And push past it. Let's look at Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. You go, therefore. See, He is delegating Authority. Now, we spent a whole series uh, talking about some of these things. Um, we, we, there's a, a series end of last year and into this year. Um, kind of, uh, is it Power Over Darkness? What was it? Now I'm blanking on the name of the series. Now I'm Victory Over Darkness. Thank you. And we'd spent a whole uh, series a couple years ago just talking about the name of Jesus and the authority in His name. And you can get a lot more detail in those. But this is what we need to know when we're dealing with anything supernatural. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. That You go therefore. I, so He's delegating authority to His church to do His work. James 4, 7 says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen. Therefore, number one, what? Submit to God. In other words, whatever God says, you want to be under him. You want to do what he said. So you don't want to be doing what you want to do. You want to be doing what he said to do. And now when you do what he said to do, now you resist the devil, and the Bible said he will flee. He will flee. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That means to run away, as in terror. That's the relationship. When the devil looks at a Christian, he knows that if the Christian resists him, this is what he has to do. He's got to run away. He has to flee. So when you resist the devil, he's got, he has to run away. So you don't ever have to be afraid of anything devilish. You just resist it. Well, that means you wouldn't want to give it place in your life. That's not resisting it, right? I'm going to open up. I'm going to watch all this nonsense. I'm going to read nonsense. I'm going to look at it online. I'm going to listen to music that talks about devilish stuff or whatever, and then when I perceive something you know, else in my life that, that is not godly, now I'm going to resist the devil. He's like laughing. Like, <laughs> you, you let me into every part of your life and now you're going to resist it. 
That's why it is important what we do. You don't have to be afraid. Just as you see things, as it comes to your attention, you don't have to be afraid. Just get, just put it aside. Say, Lord, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Get it out. And then you walk in the light you have according to the word of God and resist the devil. And he will flee. The Bible said he has to flee. So you know he does. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid of him. See, sometimes when people talk about these things, because of everything in our culture, like I mentioned, when you see the, the devil and demons depicted, it's these huge, a lot of times, you know, huge muscular fangs, claws, just intimidating uh, beings. And so people get into fear like, oh no, I mean, I don't want to, gosh, if I give them placed anywhere and I, they get into fear. The, the word does not bring fear. So you don't be afraid, don't give in to all that. See, that's propaganda to make you fear the devil. If the Bible said, when we see him, we're going to say, is this the one that made the earth tremble, the nations shake? Because he's not all that. But we need to know that we need to resist him. So we go in boldness and confidence, knowing he has no place in us, that if we resist him, he's got to flee. And so we're going to act according to the word of God, and if there's anything that would come against us that we're evil at all, you're resisting it. You're saying, no, in the name of Jesus, I resist you. Ephesians 4.26 that we read before, just a couple more verses on uh, resisting and our authority. We read this at the opening. Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Don't give him any place. In the Amplified, it says, Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity to him. And like we said, if, if he was so big and bad, he doesn't need you to give him an opportunity. He'd just take you out. In fact, why didn't he take you out last week? And that's a good thing. When the devil, when you have thoughts that like, you're going down, going under, one thing you can say is, why didn't you do it a month ago? If you're so big and bad, you're going to take me out now? Why'd you wait? Because he can't. And that's why we, we need to just resist it and say, no, you don't have any authority over me. Shut up and leave. And the Bible said in James 4, 7, he's got to flee. He will flee. One more verse, 1 Peter 5, verse 8. First Peter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant. What does that mean? You be awake, be alert, right? We don't be asleep or act like there's nothing going on. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So he's walking about, he doesn't say he is a roaring lion, it said as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Well, if he could just devour anybody, then there wouldn't be no may. In other words, we have to cooperate with him somehow. Verse, 10 say, or verse 9 says, Resist him steadfast in the faith. Resist him steadfast in the faith. You resist the devil in all areas, and he has to flee. We have authority over anything evil, anything demonic, anything 
of the devil. And so we need to stand strong in what Jesus has done for us, stand strong in our authority, and walk, like it says, sober, vigilantly, knowing that, yes, there's evil stuff, Yes, there's supernatural evil stuff, but there is a supernatural God. And the Bible says the greater one dwells on the inside of us. Greater is he who dwells in us than he who is in the world. So we confidently walk in this realm knowing, yes, there's more than the natural. There is a supernatural. Yes, there is a devil. Yes, there are demons. But I know the living God. I'm not going to open the door for anything evil to get into my life, but I'm, I won't be afraid either. I will take my place, do my role on this earth with authority, and if any time the devil raises his head, I know what to do. I resist him. And that's our mode of operation. But I'm not going to go look to invite him in. I'm going to say no. And if there is anything that we've done like that, that we've let, we, we're dealing with some of these things, we've we've messed around with them, then we just shut the door. We say, you know what? Okay, I see that. I'm getting rid of that. Not, not because you're afraid, because you're just not going to mess with something that's going to hinder you. You get rid of it. You stop looking at it. You get it out of your place, and you go forward and say, God, I am serving you. Satan, I resist you. And be confident. Amen?